There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It's 545. This is the Morning Sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady, our friend Brett still. Uh, you know, taking breathing. the time. Taking time. He's, yeah, breathing. That's exactly right. He's breathing. There's Toledo, and we're still breathing the Toledo's here. So it's all great. Everybody's fine doing their thing. Uh, boy, those 8 o'clock starts on Suns games. Uh, that that four, 4 o'clock alarm comes up real fast after one of those. We uh, Kevin Ray didn't call the game last night, so he went to Slash and Miles Kennedy. And the next thing you know, there's the voice of the Phoenix Suns standing with us with a cranberry and vodka in hand. Uh, he and his son and his son's buddy up at the H&H Ranch. Hawkins is lost in some sort of dreamscape that he's drunk himself into. We're having the time when I realized, hey, uh, hey, everybody, it's uh, it's Monday, Tuesday games are going to – I think we should do this. Wednesday's going to come real fast. And, uh, 11.30. All right, everyone out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> everyone out. And then for the next half hour, I got to listen to Doug and Joy screaming out his name. From the other bedroom. It's a pretty constant. Interesting uh, night at the Suns night. My friend Mark, uh, my my cohort, my uh, season ticket partner, friend from fifth grade, Mark Stebbings. He's a banker. Uh, we go to the games together. And I, I said, now, Joy and Doug, the no secret, have, and this is true of every couple ever, so this isn't like saying anything's different about them. They're wonderful people. They had a game once where they had a disagreement. And then just left. Every man has been through I was this. at that game. Oh, you were there. That's yeah. right. That's right. And we couldn't go back to the H&H cause just in case mom and dad were fighting. <laughs> right. They worked it out. It was no big deal. But every guy's had this thing where you go to a sporting event with your lady or you go to an event with your lady and you step in it. You say something stupid. Now, women, you've done it too where a guy can be a little emotional. Like, forget it. I'm mad at you too. Couples do that. I can't, and, and you know, and then the next thing you know, you haven't talked to them. The end of the first quarter, it's like, do you just want to go? Yeah, let's just go. Forget it. This night's ruined. And then you're like, you're out, because women always say the word ruined wrong. It's ruined. It's all ruined. So you'll leave. And I witnessed it a couple of times since I've had season tickets where I'm like, oh boy, they're in a fight and cross arms. Nobody's talking. Uh, and then they're, they don't come back after halftime. 
So I told Mark, I told Megan this. I said, you know, there is going to the games with my friend Mark. There's absolutely zero chance, and I mean no chance. You are the same, Brady. You too, Toledo. That we go to the basketball game together, and that at any given time, one of us is going to say something that's going to make the other one so emotional that we have to leave early. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I can't imagine a scenario of making any of you guys so angry that you don't talk to me, you just stay in your seat until I go, okay, what's, go- what's going on? Are we going to go? What are we doing? How long is this lasting? So Mark and I tried it. We tried to fight last night, as a couple would fight. So everything that we would do that he feels like he would get nagged about, he would hit me with. Do you make it uncomfortable for the people around you like everybody very, does? Very. Okay. So the best part is it's like Mark was telling a story to other people about it because I've known the guy since fourth grade. And I'm like, well, you know, that's funny because I moved here in the fifth grade. So you don't even know when we met. <laughs> and then he's like, look, I'm just telling a story. I'm like, tell your story. Make up all the details. It doesn't really matter when I was here and when I wasn't. And so, you know, it becomes – and then we all so laugh. they thought you were a gay couple. Then we all laugh. So, yeah. So the funny thing is I'm on my phone and Mark goes, are you going to spend all night buried in that or are we going to watch the game and have a good time? And the lady in front of us turns and goes, you guys, how long have you been together? And Mark and I are dying. She like, knows. Everybody knows it's only relationships that people talk to each other like this because Mark even said, it's like, we're guys. If we got into an argument, you're like, forget it, dude. I'm just walking home. He's like, walk your ass home. What do I care? I don't yeah. With a girl, you're like, oh, I'm never going to hear the end of this. And I, is it because it uh, is stepped up the uh, intimacy part? I don't know why. Magnifies it? Oh. No, I, I that's what I'm saying because there's a different yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. complexity to it. And then all of a sudden the little things. Is it the sex? Is it the fact that, that there's barrier, something to withhold? The carnal knowledge. Yeah, there's something to you withhold. That years ago. That, that it's hostage negotiation. Yeah. And when we you take the hostage negotiation out, you're like, all right, I don't care if we do it or not. Whatever. And, and, and it's no longer a weapon. Then the only thing is, is emotional embarrassment. And guys do it too. Right. right. Oh, yeah. It's not just women. I'm, I'm not just knocking them around, but it's mostly women. But it's not just women. The mostly women that do the screw up because uh, the, the Doug and Joy fight, Doug was the girl. Doug went crazy because Joy said something he didn't like. And then they got into an argument because Doug was huffy puffy. And then they stormed out. And then he texts me and he goes, you're going to have my seats. We're leaving. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> it's just a, and it's every look. Every human being's been through it. Everybody's been through it. Where you get, you know, the huff. Are you going to be on the phone? Right. Well, that's what Mark, the, when, when at the game. When, when, just... when, when Mark said that to me, I couldn't help but laugh because I'm like, that's great. And what I was doing was texting something just incredibly inappropriate to Hopkins down front, just something terrible. And Mark said, "Are you just going to be buried in that all night, or are we going to have a good time and watch the game?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that was a good one. That was a really good one." <laughs> I'm hungry. Okay, we're going to get you food. Well, I'm hungry now. Well, I don't want to miss this part. What do you want? <sighs> it's a four-point game. Doesn't this... <sighs> we, Whatever. We'll get it. I guess we'll get it when you're hungry. <laughs> uh, that lady turned around and said, oh, my God, how long have you two been together? And we just <laughs> laughed. And I said, since fourth grade, evidently. <laughs> but there's no possible way a guy can get into that fight with another guy. And I don't know why. I've been trying to figure it out. I have no idea why. Why in the... It has to be... The sex, it has to be the extra step of we have a different physical relationship. The emotions are just different. Guys just wouldn't. It, I, well, if you have where, a friend like that, where, you wouldn't be friends with him if he stormed out of yeah. stuff. Here's where it can come into uh, play a little bit. When you have, uh, if it's just one-on-one, if you and Mark, for example. Sure. Yes, you're right. That can, but if it's like four or five and the, 
the ego comes into play on well, the guy. you guys, can have a dickhead. But then there'll be someone like, oh, this dude's Somebody removed. will straighten it out. Like, get this dickhead yeah. out of here. Well, my friend Max went with and got so drunk I had to remove him. Yeah. And well, we weren't fighting. It was just Max got out of hand. I'm like, I got to get him out of the situation. I wasn't angry at him. I didn't. But- same game. <laughs> that was the same game. That was the same game. Wow. No, no, no. That was not the same game. Because uh, I got back to the apartment that night. And I didn't go back when, when Doug and Joy you were You went there. afterwards because I was at that game and I noticed, oh, you've, you've oh, maybe- left your seats. Like it was, you had I to thought, go. Was that the same? It was the same thing. Maybe it was. Either way, I, I had to remove him because he was bummed. Uh, blow and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, we thought about then- it, but I'm like, we got to get him out of here. He's going to get us in a fight with just about everybody. But it was fun. But it was still like, all right, that's enough. Before this gets, because the guys will just remove the problem. Like you're going, we're going home now. But it was weird. It was a, it's a, it's a failed experiment because I didn't have an answer in the end. But everything Mark said to me that was supposed to be like, hey, we're supposed to be enjoying. The- Are you going to talk to me at all tonight, or is this? And then we, you know, we would talk to, there's two girls in front of us. There's uh, this uh, Marcella and her husband sit in front of us. We've gotten to know them through the season tickets and chatting with them. And Mark's like, really? We're just going to spend the whole night talking to her? Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's where we are. And then so I couldn't hear Marcella at one point. So I'm like, will you listen so I don't look like an asshole? I can't hear her. Jeez, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah. And then he got, and then he got in between. So I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm not even part of the conversation. We tried everything. Nothing pissed the other guy off. The hilarity of pointing out uh, people in the crowd or oh, they, well, walking by. And- that's not part of a couple fights. You don't do that. No, the guys, yeah. we just point out cans. Like, Jesus, yeah. God, that girl's cans. And then there's this one Tune drunk in guy. Tokyo. There's a drunk guy. That's that, out. Drunk guy that sits about seven or... Actually, I can do that one. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Megan points out cans with me. And that's kind of a fun thing. We do have a good time looking at exposed cans. You can dance around it. We're fascinated by it. Well, I'm not going to start beating off like I do with yeah, Mark, yeah. but I'm going to, you know. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll point out, like, oddities. Or, like, sure. Jesus, there's one in the front row that, like, she's trying to get one of the players. Yeah, it was. it's interesting. It was an interesting night. But we had it was really kind of fun. And then it got silly. And the next thing you know, I'm standing next to the voice of the Phoenix Suns, who I now call the voice of reason when he's got a cranberry and vodka in his hand, Kevin Ray. <laughs> Old Dick Ray, we call him. But, yeah, it was a, it's a good night. A good uh, weeknight goofing around, drinking, having a good time, and, uh, you know, flopping about. And then... Fourth quarter rolls around. Good game last night, too. Suns beat the Clippers on a Clippers on a back-to-back with the Warriors and Suns. It was going to be tough for them to win it. Good game. I win my FanDuel uh, parlay with one last free throw by Devin Booker. The over-under was Finally. 25.5. Well, I've been doing all right the last couple weeks. No, but I'm saying it's always one point I know. or one free he throw. He had 25 points. I had him at 25.5. I had Chris Paul at 11 assists. DeAndre Ayton at nine rebounds. Good payday on this thing. I'm like, that's a fun bet because we do a bet per game. and That's a good one. Everybody's season averages. We're getting to the point now where, like, there's 21 seconds left, and Booker's at 25. Yeah. And he's got the ball, and I'm like, foul him! And he's just running, and it looked like the Clippers were just going to stop. I'm like, oh, they're going to play it out. They're going to let him just dribble it out. And then a guy just pushed him, like, oh, Booker hits one of two. Ooh. 26 points. Vegas is amazing. 25.5, 26. He gets That's how average. I won that one crazy. In NBA parlay of mine. Devin Booker gets fouled with 12 seconds oh, left. and gets he, that last he, one. Yeah, so while this is going on, while we're all sitting there uh, watching this last few seconds and we're cheering for the gambling at this point because the Suns had kind of wrapped it up with the, in the last minute or so, I get a tap on the shoulder, look up, it's this sheriff, three of them, and a German shepherd. Uh-oh. And I'm like, huh? And he goes, excuse me. What's going on? The row in front of us, somebody left a backpack. Oh, boy. And it had been there for a while. We didn't notice it. Oh. Uh. 
long enough that somebody called in a suspicious bag. They got the cops and a dog to show up in my section and roll in and sniff the bag. And I'm like, shouldn't there have been some type of announcement? But why? Cause a panic. No, they don't call more of a panic when German shepherds come into the uh, and then the panic started. When you bring out the German shepherd, nothing to see here. If so German what happens? Did everyone just scatter? Everybody kind of was like, well, we were all in shock. Like, well, what yeah. if it is something? What if that is a bomb? Then you're going to have to panic us for real because we didn't even notice that bag. Like, nobody even saw that. So it was the one row ahead of us and about four seats over. And when the aisle started to clear out, people leave a little bit early. Once, once it settled, a lot of people just, that whole row seemed to just storm out. We didn't even notice it. Didn't notice it at all. But evidently... It was noticed by someone else. They got security, and the dog goes down, sniffs the bag. They got two dudes there with sticks. And I'm like, this is the panic. You should have just said, hey, everybody, let's get out of here. Exactly. Let's go. It's not worth it to find out. You know, you don't say, hey, we've got a bomb threat, everyone. Just yeah. say, hey, there's been a there's clear been, the section. There's been a, a breach of protocol and some sort of thing. We've got to clear this area, at the very least, because if it's a blow em ups, it was, it was weird. Like, I've never been part of that. I've never been part of something that close. You get a tap on the shoulder. You need to get up. Get up. I'm like, all right. And I'm one. And he's just he just took my spot. Like these dudes. And by the way, dude with the dog and stuff, brave. T-shirts. Yeah. yeah. T-shirts and the dog. That's basically what it was. They t-shirted and dogged right over to the bag. Dog sniffed it. Dude picked it up. I'm like, well, what if he's wrong? Like he he didn't look at you and go nothing. He just you know he didn't react the way he's supposed to. But I'm still I still want someone to unzip that. They trusted his sniffing capabilities. Yeah. Like, he just looked no, at him like, we're good here. Like, dogs are wrong a lot. My dogs are... No, they're... they're Look, well, my dog thought he was hiding a cookie under a, uh, a USB cord. <laughs> dogs are not... Sometimes dogs are dumb. Even the best trained German shepherds sometimes are dumb. When I was on my ride-along, one of the cops came to me and he goes, this was the cool... We had a, a dude run the best ride-along of all time. I am, hands down, the greatest ride-along anybody's ever been on, I was on. We had car chases, car thefts, gunpoint, uh, hostage situation. We you had, drove the car. I got to, I got to move the vehicle. Drugs, hookers. I got to pretend. We had pimps. We had hookers. We had trans. It was the greatest one of all time. And then at one point, we were searching the dude on foot, and the helicopters out. Called in the helicopter. Where this was the downtime. We had forty five minutes to sit and wait. They break out the dogs, and uh, one of the officers comes to me. And goes, dude. When this first started, when I was, when I first became a cop, this was why I like this was what I thought of. It's like we'll get the dogs and we'll get this guy in the bushes. Now a, do- a dog just found a dude in the bushes a couple nights ago. Yeah, so it does work. But when they're on the uh, hunt for someone, they're just going for heavy pheromones. Like somebody running is going to sweat harder and pump out more people juice, and the dogs pick that up and follow a trail. Um, so he comes back and he goes, "But here's the thing: after five minutes, these dogs don't ever find anything." <laughs> like what? It's just it's, it's, I'm so disappointed. It goes too long. Goes, yeah. I, I, we always break them out, and I'm like, bah. we're just gonna be standing around. Sure enough, dog finds a scent and a thing, and he's like, well, that's rare. They're not gonna do that. But he's like, I get so disappointed because I want him to just be pulling dudes out of bushes like crazy. It never happens. It just never happens. And I'm like, you're too close. This is still really cool. Breaking that German Shepherd out last night at the Suns game, though, because I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, if you do an announcement, everybody's gonna panic. If you just tap everybody on the shoulder and say, we need you guys to get out of here. we got something going on here with this bag. We're not comfortable with it. Let's walk out. You're not going to cause a panic so much as you are. Anything. You bring what that, is it, bro? You bring a dog down and a bunch of sheriffs and T-shirts and yeah. like security bomb squad guys, and they're just standing in line <laughs> with a German Shepherd during the game. You get some people nervous. And if you're Devin Booker, don't you kind of maybe look up and see yeah. a side eye? Yeah. <laughs> what do we got going on up there? Just a minor bomb threat here. We're not real sure about Hey. 
book. Hit your free throws. I'm 25-5. not so worried about my triple double anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. I got I got you book in a parlay if you don't hit this free throw. Never mind the entire bomb situation we got brewing. Now again, it, nothing came of it, and I think they weren't like real. It wasn't real credible, but it was credible enough to break the dog out, and it was nerve wracking. That is a that reminds you of the times we live in. It was a very very strange moment where you're like, oh, this is nauseating. It reminded me of the time uh, Till from Rammstein came out right. on stage in Vegas in a bomb vest and blew it up. And looked and said, ah. And nobody liked it. Trip was with me and he turns and goes, I don't like that at all. I'm like, yeah, because it reminds us that we're sitting ducks. It reminds us that when we're in an arena having fun, our eyes aren't on the prize. And we are sitting ducks for somebody who wants to do something awful. That's what someone Yay, was uh, sports. talking about how the Super Bowl was very oh. uneventful, and, you, yeah. and everyone never really thought about that. But they had it loaded up with they, you know, announced yeah. how many troops on the grounds, basically yeah. in the uh, well, area. You have to, you have. That's yep. a target. That's a target event, a high-profile target event. But yeah, last night was weird. And there I am with the voice of reason of the Suns, Kevin Ray, and he's staggering around with us, just like with the bomb. I'm like, how about that, Kevin? We got a bomb threat. Maybe it was you because before he came down to sit with us, nobody was trying to bomb the place. Maybe it's Al McCoy trying to get rid of Kevin. Hot on my heels. Shazam. I have to blow him deep up. Deep freeze. I'll put him in the old deep freeze. Adios, K-Ray. <laughs> you would have recognized that backpack, though. <laughs> well. It would have been, been a, a Looney Tunes one. <laughs> you think? Is he, yeah. He's got dementia is what you're claiming? Maybe kazoo on there or something. Think, something like maybe that. he's experiencing he's second got, childhood? Yeah. Oh, he's, okay. He's that old. <laughs> Where's my Bugs Bunny backpack? He's still backpack? wearing those shirts, the Looney Tunes back in the... <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> Why would he wear Looney Tunes? That's the strangest <laughs> thing ever. The, the Martian. He's the, nine. Oh, you think he looks like Marvin the Martian? I don't know. No, no, not Marvin. Marvin's the tr- helmet. Draw the connection. I was. I <laughs> crossed me. over the gazoo, gazoo from the Flintstones. Oh, okay, that's what I was thinking. Like, I like your idea that he's lost his mind to the point where he shows up in Bugs Bunny. It's or a kid's backpack, right, and he's got a child's backpack. Yeah. I've lost my mind. Shazam! Watch me get into this backpack. <laughs> I'm going to blow up Kevin Ray. Where is he? Section 103. Shazam! Slam, bam, slam. In there reality, goes McCoy's backpack's probably the one that says one bad mother. <laughs> Off my ass, Ray. Shazam! <laughs> oh, I was dying. Now, that, that, to me, if Al McCoy started to show up dressed as like a 13-year-old girl, would anybody at the Sun say, hey, we got to do something about it? Nope. Al? I'm here today, and I'm in my underpants. All right, Al. Shazam! We get it. Hot diggity dog! Is Kevin Ray blown up yet? Yeah, well, you blew him up last night. What a burger! What a shot! Anyway. Al's wardrobe brought to you by Garanimals. <laughs> Most of the Sun's broadcast team is clothes provided by Taku's menswear. Except Al McCoy. Which is Oshkosh Bagash now. <laughs> and adult diapers. That's right. I've got my straps on. That's Haku's menswear. I get my gazoo clothes. I'm a little alien. 
Shazam! He's 90. I mean, any minute now, this is a reality. But I like that Brady had dementia trying to explain how it's dementia. <laughs> yeah. It's this, this circle of dementia is happening. That's I, a weird irony. I there. enjoyed the strange road. The trip around. But the world. I'm not sure you knew where you were going. That's when that was a very male drive right there. I know what we're doing. It's all right. I'll get us there. Hey, there's no more pavement. I know. You think I'm not aware the road's gone? I've got this. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll turn it around. Dad, I think you're off the road. I know where we're going. Now McCoy's in Looney Tunes clothes. Why? Just to go with it. It's improv, uh, but it doesn't make Okay, I'll run with I'll do the best I can running with that. <laughs> but basically what Brady was saying is, Al McCoy looks like the Great Kazoo. I think. A combo, but I also <laughs> saw him in, oh, you in those clothes. What? Of, what? Like youth clothes. He's that old that he was going Oh, okay. In the, you did dimension. And those okay. The Looney Tunes backpack. Back. Gotcha. Are we still explaining this? It's very early in the morning. He's, yes. Yeah. I, I guess I, I me being up until 1230 is different than Brady yeah. being up till 9. That doesn't so. bode well for 10. No, this is going to be a long morning. <laughs> you know what? I think I need to bereave, too. I'm going to take off. There's a good chance there's a Looney Tunes shirt underneath that Coogie sweater. All right, sweater. you're done with That's it. Stop. That's enough. Doing? That's enough. You, you've made a terrible point, and now you're just digging your heels in. This is very Trumpian. <laughs> you know, it's turned into politics. Yeah, stop gaslighting. Although I absolutely love it. Like, look, I'm in an oversized T-shirt for the game tonight. And on it, Daffy Duck. How <laughs> we can't have you dressing like that. I don't like tacos, men swear. It's itchy. Shazam! <laughs> I remember someone gave me one of those ties. <laughs> Will you stop trying to make it normal? <laughs> Just run with Albion nuts. <laughs> All right, I don't, we gotta go Brady an ice bath real quick and get him get him going for the rest of the day. <laughs> it was fun. I was trying to blow up Kevin Ray. I don't know why Looney Tunes got involved, but they did, and it's early. And I am not in a mood for this. I can't. My mind's not going to function right today. That is a that's a roller coaster. I don't want to ride twice. It was fun, but let's get off. I'm I'm a little bit ill. I hope I have as much fun at Disneyland this week. Oh yeah, you're gonna have a great time out there. Yeah, you should buy Al McCoy some clothes. The Looney Tunes are at Disney. Good point. Yeah. I'll give them to you. you yeah, can I'll, I'll hand them to Kevin, Kevin and Kevin can give them now because I don't, I don't hang out with that. Is that how that works? Because it would be really – I often find that that's, that's the strangeness of my life as a huge – I've just celebrated, oddly enough, I moved around a lot as a kid, but I got here when I was young. Fifth grade, if you were paying attention earlier. It's 11. <laughs> 11 10 or 11, right? Yeah. So I get here at that time. I'd already lived in like six different cities at that point. So Phoenix became my home in 1983, February 15th, 1983. 39 years ago, this week, Okay, that was when I got here. So I became very in tune with Al McCoy, who I find to be a legend uh, as a kid because that's when I first started liking basketball and the Suns were here. It was the first city I lived in. Uh, San Diego had the Clippers at the time, but I didn't pay attention. But right. the first city I lived in where I started getting into basketball and I followed Al McCoy. Around. And now it's just so strange to me. That my life pattern has taken me to the hanging out with Kevin Ray. Right. Because deep down, I like Kevin a lot. He's a good dude. But I want him to be Al McCoy. I want Al to pop. Like, I want Al McCoy to do what Kevin Ray did to I me know, yesterday. I think you constantly remind K. Ray yeah, about I do. That too. But well, I know the whole Suns team is like, well, you're no Al McCoy. <laughs> no, he's great. He's, he's the best play-by-play guy in basketball. I watch a lot of basketball. Kevin, and, Kevin and Eddie are amazing. He does great in football, but too. What oh, I, we disagree on that. Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, you yeah. like the Looney Tunes. No, <laughs> I wanted what happened to me last night with K-Ray to be Al McCoy because of the stories. Kevin found me in line for a beer and grabbed my ass. And I'm like, oh, this is great as the voice of the Suns. 
But I wish you were Al McCoy because the story would be, hey, hey, sweet cheeks. <laughs> hey, McCoy. And you know so there's awesome. one of Al's buddies that that happened to. Right. There, this is cyclical. Yeah. Like now I'm Kevin Ray's friend where he feels comfortable enough to come up and grab my ass while he's in line. And I'm like, do you think that anybody notices that the voice of the sons just grabbed my ass? Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm having fun. And I'm like, you're right. He drops a what's up, sweet cheeks on you. (laughs) What's up, sweet cheeks? Well, I want that to be his new three-point call. (laughs) What's up, sweet cheeks? Splash. Yeah. That pleases Dick Ray. (laughs) What's up, sweet cheeks? Do you text him calls in the middle of the game? Oh, I I text him all the time during it. He texts back. Does he really? Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. And then I'll fire something off and he'll fire something back to me. I'm like, wow, that's... What an interesting moment that is. But I, but because when you're a kid, I wish I could have had the access to, you know, getting to know Tom Brenneman and, it's, and, and Studley, who's in the booth down, down for the Diamondbacks games. And during a game, I'll just text Studley, like, are you, what's going on? Because, like, we, we both love baseball and the yeah. strategy of the Diamondbacks right. is frustrating from home. And we'll go back and forth during the game. And then occasionally, Bob Brenly will go, hey, John Holmberg's watching. And he said, that. I'm like, Jesus, this is weird. <laughs> this is just weird. And now I'm palling around with Kevin Ray. And I'm like, God, I, I kind of want to go in the time machine, and be Al McCoy's buddy. But it wouldn't be any different. Back then, that dude was just Al McCoy's friend. Now Al McCoy, the legend, grabbing my ass is all I think about. Shazam, sweet cheeks. Let's get bombed. You still got that apartment? Yeah, all right. Got to be somebody that can <laughs> Some road happen. games back in the day, Al. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, oh McCoy played Brady. eight. Look, there's no reason a nine-year-old man wants to keep his job unless it's been a blast Absolutely. for 53 years. So Don't destroy the... The aura. But McCoy... I don't think he was a partier, though. McCoy woke up in the H&H Ranch in an oversized Daffy Duck t-shirt. With a little spaghetti stain <laughs> on his... Beer on his breath. <laughs> I need a goddamn toothbrush. Like, I'm sorry, Al. You gotta go home. Oh, I've got I've got a lot of explaining to do. I didn't make any calls last night. So you guys gotta stock sundries there for... Uh, we steal Takis. Oh, they... Well, I just found that exactly. out. Sundries. Doug Hopkins and Joy steal Takis. At the end of the game... Uh, there's a uh, people that stand outside the and hand, out. hand out Takis. And I look over, and there's TV's Doug Hopkins just shirts out, and Joy's loading his shirt with Takis. And he goes, it's food for guests to apartment. And I'm like, okay, we got like 400 Takis bags. I'm like, that's actually. You know how much I pay for tickets? <laughs> that's a really good idea. <laughs> so I'm going to start stealing Takis, too. Because I think you're only one per person, but if you just circle back, nobody knows. Hopkins just scooped it into his shirt and walked in like his shirt was a grocery sack of Takis on the way in. We must have 600 bags of Takis and every alcohol you can imagine. The H&H Ranch is stocked and loaded and locked and loaded and ready to go for the Al McCoy sighting. I got to get K-Ray to get McCoy up there. It's, who are these people? (laughs) All right, that's it, K-Ray. I know no one. From downtown. Shazam! But yeah, it's just weird. It's a weird thing because the voice of the Suns hangs out. We get drunk. We do stuff together. And I and I and I want Al McCoy to be there too. I want the whole shebang. I want Eddie Johnson to come up and just tell us how stupid we all are. <laughs> but we'll see. Anyway, it was fun. But the bomb sniffing dog was off putting for all of section one hundred and three. I'll tell you that the whole for section. Sure. Like, what would they find? What they like? I don't know. Guys tapping me on the shoulder. What would they get? What was it? I'm like, it was a backpack. I don't know. Didn't hear anything explode. I guess that's good. Right. Was it Voice of the Sun's Kevin Ray backpack? Yeah, I think he was trying to blow up section one hundred and three. Got to get that spot yeah. one way or another. He's, he's taking it down to McCoy. What's this? An unmanned backpack. That's strange. Let's open her up. Holy <laughs> It's not Al. It's not Al's. It's a Spider-Man backpack. That's not Al's. <laughs> he's going to go with it all day.
He's running with that one, and I like it. Dementia Al McCoy. You are dug in. Dementia Al McCoy's wardrobe. <laughs> what am I going to wear today? Bugs. Tweety. Sylvester. So many choices. Anyway, uh, it's 6-11. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? Uh, 602-585-9800. A good one. And we'll scream it together. It's 98-KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.